Hi, my name is Guy Trenin and I'm a professor at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and this is Innovation in Teacher Education and today I really want to talk about back channels. Now, I've made a few shows in the past about back channels and I'm going back to it because I think it's a crucially important tool that we have and one of the things that the digital world can really enhance in classroom interaction, whether that interaction happens through a lecture, during off time, or in a inter more interactive classroom. And when I say back channel, what I mean is a digital presence where students can interact with each other and to a certain degree with an instructor or with mentors, guides, or just peers to enhance the learning experience. And we call it back channel because we think about what's happening face to face in the classroom or on a main presentation video or anything like that as the main channel, as the front channel. And what we're creating is a back channel where, just like we used to when we were young, pass notes or communicate in one way or another, we're creating this area where there's the possibility of communication without disrupting the main event, but in this case, to actually enhance learning or to send messages to the instructor about what is clear, what isn't. Uh, ability to talk about what makes things relevant or uh, less relevant or really asking questions that can be answered. It could be in real time, but it could definitely be in a catch-up time or in the following lesson. So that's why back channels are so important. The second piece about back channel is that the experience of most people that use back channel on a regular place is that it does two main things. One is it gives voice to those who are not likely to ask things in class. For, to those who may not be there at the right time and to those who don't feel very confident uh, speaking in front of others. So you will get some people who are very prominent both in discussions in class and in discussions of back channel, but a portion of the people that will be very good discussant on the back channel will not be like that in the classroom. So it gives voice to those who are not certain they should speak. It also allows students to explore what isn't understood. That is often an area where students are really reluctant to ask. They're really reluctant to share that they don't understand. And with a back channel, both them and the instructors can find out that they're not the only ones. Or if they are the only ones, they can find somebody who can help them understand the material and not just rely on the instructor. So in many ways, back channels are incredibly uh, powerful as an addition to a face-to-face -face classroom or even a digital classroom by just allowing the discussion to happen uh, with a minimal or a moderate level of control from the instructor. Now, the instructor does want to have some access to that stream to make judgments about whether students are understanding or not, what kind of help they need, and to make sure that that doesn't become just a space for negativity. We want this to be a supportive space with some basic rules about what should and shouldn't be discussed and the ways that we can do that respectfully. So if you're worried about that, discussions about digital citizenship, appropriate ways to respond, and just participating as an instructor would send the right message to everybody participating. So I want to talk about a few options 
that can do this kind of back channel. And I really want to divide them into two major categories. The first category I'm going to talk about is going to be talking about back channel that is protected. It's kind of, some people use the metaphor of a secret garden. Only people who are invited can participate. And it's not open to the public. It is not made public on the internet. So uh, students and instructors can feel more confident that they're not getting outside voices, that everybody's speaking in there is very likely a student in the class participating with similar goals. And the second kind is an open-ended one. Uh, open-ended back channels are fantastic because they allow the voices from the outside, but the voices from the outside also makes it uh, harder sometimes to share, to ask questions, and to uh, be thoughtful about how you express yourself because you know others um, maybe universally watching. So let's talk about uh, the closed options. Uh, one of the options, the first options I've, I've got is Go Softbox. Go Softbox is web-based um, opportunity to uh, have a whole host of things shared with students as back channel. You can have quizzes, you can have discussions, you can have a, just a basic report. One of my favorite parts, and I'm not the only one saying that, is the confusion barometer. This is where students can uh, just tick whether they say, I'm getting it or I'm confused, and that can send an instructor a really quick uh, message half of your students are saying right now, I'm confused. That means you need to probably stop, maybe explain, find out what they don't understand. And um, when you go through it, you can say, I can moderate it, I can create polls, I can create quizzes, I can create discussion. But the most important thing is the thing that shows up on the top is that meter that says how many people are confused, how many people are okay. So this is a really fun, a really easy, all you need to share with your students is the Go Soapbox uh, web address and then a code that you can project at the beginning of a class or have permanently there. And that means that anybody in that class and only in that class can log in. Uh, that creates that protected space that allows you to, to easily read all of the responses in the stream and be able to respond. So that's Go Softbox. The second one I wanted to share is Padlet. I've talked about Padlet many times. It's one of my favorite apps. Um, there's a web-based version, and everything that I'm talking about today has a web-based version. Some of them also have apps, but the main point is you can use them on any platform. It doesn't matter what your students have. It doesn't matter what you have. So in teacher education, when we think about that, that's a most prominent feature. This is a Padlet. In Padlet, different people that, again, get a code or a link can go to it and they can post and you can see that they post as much text. They can also post a short video, a photo uh, or a link. And all they do is they write that comment. And again, this, is, this board is mine. I have a, a password. You can also make agnostic ones that anybody can, uh, can get access to. But what I love about it is we can moderate it. So if you don't trust people, you can actually do moderation. But uh, I think that the better way, again, is to talk about digital citizenship, to talk about what's appropriate, and then to uh, interact in a positive way. And you can see that there are lots of people posting. You can reorganize this so I can go into this and uh, organize this uh, to make sure that everything is visible. And you can see I've got my controls here. Um, I can also add a comment so you can see I can say, you know, more comments, 
Uh, that's my title and then I can write uh, the body and you can see I can add a photo, right? I can take a photo in real time and add it to, uh, to the same board so it can become uh, more interactive and multimedia and not just single media as uh, most of the back channels are. But there is an advantage to using a back channel that's text only. It's quick, everybody can do it. They can do it on their phones, they can do it on laptops, they can do it on everything, and you're keeping it simple. Uh, the third one I want to talk about is Google Classroom. And when you go to Google Classroom uh, and you create a class, there is a stream. We always think about uh, Google Classroom as primarily a learning management system where you put assignments and communicate with students and all of that. But if you are using Google Classroom, I wouldn't add it, but if you are using Google Classroom already, you can use the stream as a way to create a back channel and that means students don't need to log into anything new. And the other advantage is you know who the students are because when you're sharing a um, a room number and all of that, students usually choose their own name, which means you can have some anonymous students or students you're not sure about. That can sometimes be problematic. On Google Classroom, you know who everybody is. They can participate freely. So the balance of things is if you are using Google Classroom, that's a great option. Uh, now I'm getting to the open options. The open options for back channel are things people are already using. The advantage is, again, you're open to the world. You can share and you can ask people from outside. Usually the way we identify in this vast, uh, for example, Twitter is probably the best example. The way we identify is by using a hashtag so everybody use, can search for that hashtag and then uh, comment on it. The problem is, of course, that the world is out there and the world can intervene, say things that are inappropriate, and or uh, try to market. So if you have something that creates enough buzzes, enough participants, there's likely a marketer that would see the, the rise in the use of that hashtag, and then they start sending things with that hashtag. So that's a balance of things. But if the classroom is small enough and temporary enough, that's not likely to happen. What's the advantage of using Twitter? I'll show you right here because uh, I caught this uh, actually this morning. And this is um, Gary who teaches uh, math somewhere. And this is what he said um, sometime um, yesterday is, I want to love teaching math. Can anyone motivate me? Here's a teacher who's teaching probably elementary school, who's uh, really uh, struggling a little bit with teaching math. He sends this message out and he gets this lots of suggestions of things he can do. Some of them hyper-practical, others are uh, people that he can follow that would give him ideas. Others are just encouragement, um, just to stick with it, to find new ideas. And finally, even the president of NCTM, which is the big organization for teachers of math, personally uh, tweeted back, I'm here to help you just say what you need. This is an ability to communicate and to interact with the world that is fantastic. So as a back channel, that's truly powerful to see. Not just, we talked about the negative voices, the plus sizes, you get the positive voices as well. So today on Innovation in Teacher Education, I talked about back channel. I cannot recommend this enough. So if you're not using it, you have students that have devices in higher education or in K-12, have them use a back channel as a way to express themselves, as a way to send a message to us as instructors, not just once or twice when we ask them for feedback, but every day, all day. I'll see you next time.